Good morning. It's Monday, April 2nd, 2012, and Audible presents the New York Times Audio Digest. Here's what's making news on the front page this morning. From prison to parliament in Myanmar. U.S. joins efforts to equip and pay rebels in Syria, and pensions finding riskier funds fail to pay off. In this morning's national headlines, in the eye of a firestorm in Florida, and informal advisors flock to Romney. In this morning's financial headlines, Fed seeks fines on eight more financial firms. Clients raise questions about MF Global checks, and a talk radio face-off approaches with Limbaugh squarely in its sights. There will be more business stories, along with more national and international news, a roundup from the sports page, and the opinions of New York Times columnist Bill Keller. Now from the editors of the New York Times, here are the stories on today's front page. The top story is written from Yangon, Myanmar. It's called From Prison to Parliament. It's written by Thomas Fuller. Da Aung San Suu Kyi, the democracy advocate silenced for two decades by Myanmar's generals with house arrests and overturned elections, assumed a new role in her country's political transition on Sunday, apparently winning a seat in parliament to make the remarkable shift from dissident to lawmaker. The main opposition party announced her victory on Sunday. If the result is confirmed, Aung San Suu Kyi, a 1991 Nobel Peace Laureate, and the face of Myanmar's democracy movement will hold a public office for the first time. Despite her global prominence, however, Aung San Suu Kyi will be joining a parliament that is still overwhelmingly controlled by the military-backed ruling party. A nominally civilian government took power one year ago after years of oppressive military rule and introduced political changes it hoped would persuade Western nations to end economic sanctions. Sunday's elections were seen as a barometer for the government's commitment to change. To many here, they represented a sea of change. For the first time in two decades, people in 44 districts across Myanmar had the chance to vote for Aung San Suu Kyi's party, the National League for Democracy. Outside Myanmar, Aung San Suu Kyi, 66, who spent 15 years under house arrest, is a symbol of moral fortitude in the face of oppression. Inside Myanmar, she is also a repository for the wide-ranging hopes of a long-suffering population. With her entry into electoral politics, that role may change. Her party, which has been vague in its prescriptions for the country, will be forced to take specific stands in the country's two houses of parliament, where the debates have been increasingly lively in recent months. But on Sunday, hundreds of frenzied supporters reveled in Aung San Suu Kyi's victory as tallies from polling stations, displayed on a large screen outside her party's headquarters in Yangon, showed her with an overwhelming lead in her race. I feel like I want to dance, said King Mong Mint, a 65-year-old painter in the crowd. I'm so happy that they beat the military. We need a party that stands for the people. Yu Min Zhao, a goldsmith who also supports Aung San Suu Kyi's party, was more reserved, saying that he realized his vote on Sunday would only go so far. The dominance of the ruling party, the Union Solidarity and Development Party, would remain intact. This is just a little step, just a little democracy, Min Zhao said. The National League for Democracy will have at best a small minority in Parliament, he said, but the future is brighter than ever.